Well, listeners, it's time for this. All right. Hello and welcome to On and Off the Pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus. This is a Man United Women pod chat. I'm joined by the one and only David from the Barmy Army. How are you, David? I'm good. I was going to say it's been a while, but it really hasn't. It's been like half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It's been a long time, David. It's It's been a very, very, very long time. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, right, we'll so, have to now. We'll have to. Now. We'll have to. <laughs> we can talk about it at the end. Uh, <laughs> right, today we're talking about, obviously, Manchester United. Um, there's a big competition, obviously, the FA Cup, but also it's this derby again. It's another Manchester derby. I'm not derbied out, but, you know, you can have derbies until the derby day dead. And I'm I'm almost at that point where I wish this wasn't a derby, but it's here, it's happening. Um, It's going to take place on a different day at slightly different time. And uh, what are you thinking about those two things before we even get into what we hope will happen in the game? Right, starting with a different day, just got to deal with it. The way that's the way football is... um, (laughs) A lot of women's fans, well, especially new women's fans, like, I mean, I'm a new women's fan. I've only started watching it last season with United. But complaining about fixtures being changed and this and that, but it happens all the time in men's football, at all levels, youth football. It's just things that happen, especially with TV games. Fixtures are changed all the time. I mean, look at Wednesday night, the first team, quarter past eight kickoff. That wasn't meant to be, but it's because it was on TV. There's things that happen. You just got to deal with it, unfortunately. And you might have fixture clashes, like it does happen. Um, but it's just one of them things, it happens, just you got to get on with it. Yeah, you know, for me, the the game, being on TV is a plus. Uh, the change of day isn't necessarily the worst. Uh, the time, slightly better than it would normally be, because it's normally a 12 o'clock kickoff. So in terms of the changes, I suppose, for some, it's if they have the routine where they want to go shopping, with the children, it's the main day with it. You know, it's... it's well, if that's your main day, go and complain about the football. I mean, if anything to complain about, look at the Brighton game coming up. It's probably the furthest, furthest fixture away for us, and it's on a Wednesday night. So, you don't complain with it. If you, want, if you want to go, you go. If you don't, you don't. You just don't complain about it. Yeah, I might go to that one, actually. Yeah, I know, because it's not too far for you. You don't have to get a train and stay overnight and get a train back, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, if I do get a train, it might be first class. I might, it might. <laughs> just, I'm just saying it, I'm just saying. So, you know, the, the, obviously, yes, the game day has changed. It's not a Sunday, it's a Saturday, so it's really important for fans that they don't turn up a day late. Um, the location, obviously, is at the LSV, which is, for me, not in Manchester, but, you know, for those who like geography, they'll argue the point. And um, <laughs> and uh, it's the derby. Now, you know, for me, I'm, I've been unable to get up to the LSV this season and watch the girls play live. I have watched them on the player. And I have been fortunate enough to then, w- with my time on a Sunday, to, to go and watch other teams within the Women's Super League down at the Hive, down at Kings Meadow, down at Meadows Park. I'm just listing that's, them. Because... And that, that's why they call you Mr. Woso. Mr. Woso. There's nothing wrong with Mr. Woso. I'm Mr. Woso, and I'm I'm it's no fans, no glory. I'm here to I'm I'm part of the game. 
I'm growing. I'm part of the growth of the, the fans around women's football. Um, so for me, it's been good to go and watch other games as well as watching Manchester United women play on the on the FA Player. Um, I go into this game as a fan, and I'm, I'm slightly not not necessarily concerned, but there's a bit of trepidation about what the scoreline could be um, because I know that Manchester United haven't necessarily hit the ground running since 2020 has arrived. And I've looked at the other teams in the top three, Manchester City being one of them. And I see quite clearly that Manchester City are operating in a very different level than they were at the beginning of the season. They are scoring goals. They have two out-and-out strikers. So it's, it's, good, it's, good. it's a really tough game to call. You know? So from your point of view, um, are you confident at all about Manchester United's chances and if so you know what will what will be the difference in in the game against City this time um you're right about our performances since 2020 obviously the last game before the the um, Christmas break was Birmingham away um I think was it 3-1 was it when I can't remember at the time but it was a, a good easy win um got back new year obviously Brighton got beat 1-0 by them terrible performance uh, Bristol sorry to one nil at Ebony Salmon scoring. Um, yeah, terrible performance. Then we played Brighton at home. Um, that was a two one win. Mm. Uh, McManus scored obviously, and Jane Ross got a goal, but wasn't the best of performances. You know, it was quite close towards the end. Go Jane and Ross. Then, pardon? Go Jane Ross. Yeah, good goal. And then um, the game the other day, just three nil. Zellum got a penalty and a free kick. Good free kick. Um, Sigsworth from set piece, all three goal set pieces but they hit the crossbar they hit the post Mary made a couple of great saves and um, I'm just worried at the moment them three games just haven't been good enough and you talk about City they're not the same team they were Well, that's mainly because of Ellen White obviously she was injured for the start of the season and now she's playing regularly, scoring goals and um, showing the play, everyone who she is because everyone knows what the player she was obviously if you watch the World Cup she was um, unreal, really. I think she was joint highest goal scorer, but mm. didn't get it because of assists or the high play. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I'm not sure why. But she's yeah scoring goals, and she should have got that one against USA, apart from the VAR, which we won't talk about. But um, yeah, they were a good team, and um, I'm slightly worried. The only advantage I think we've got is we've got players who ex players of City, someone like Abby McManus, Jane Ross even though I do think them two are not playing to their best ability at the moment, they might be really up for it. We've got people like um, Sigsworth and Zellum, who United fans will really be up for it. So you never know. We could um, get some out of this game. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously there's the thing about, you know, former City players. You know, you look at the two that have been named, Ross and McManus. Would they get into a City side right now? Well, no, obviously not. McManus left so she could get game time. Yeah. And Jane Ross, obviously, she was, to be honest, I don't know how she did at City. She was at, obviously, West Ham when we got You West Ham, yeah. So, you know, it, there's that. I, I mean, you're, you're right about um, Ellen White. I mean, I watched Manchester City down at the Hive play um, Tottenham Hotspurs. And, you know, you can watch people on television, you know, watch the World Cup on TV and you think, yeah, they're OK. You know, what's the hype? And then I, you know, watching the game live and I see Ellen White and the movement is phenomenal. The way that she kind of ghosts between the two centre-backs, always able to find space. You know, she has this this kind of 
aura about her that, that the defenders don't even really pay her that much attention, which for me, I don't understand. And it's the ball then gets crossed in and she's there. She's there, you know, and, and there is that threat which Manchester United didn't face the last time. They didn't face in the, the initial game. Um, so she will be up for it in terms of what she wants to get out of the game because it's the FA Cup and obviously, you know, the last result went in Manchester United's favour. Uh, alongside her, there's Bremer, nine goals in the Women's Super League, which is no mean feat. She's scoring at a faster rate than any of the other scorers within the Women's Super League. Her, her rate of goals per game is phenomenal. Um, so from that point of view, you know, you really want Manchester United to be, you know, ready from the get-go in terms of the threat level coming from the middle of the park and the wings, because that's, that, that will be the possible threat. In, in terms of Manchester City, what they'll pose. You know, I, I generally ask the question, will Manchester United have the, the ability uh, and, and the team depth to deal with the onslaught that could possibly turn out in terms of the game that Manchester City will put forward on the day? It's hard to say. Um, obviously, Mary Earps, I thought she did brilliant last game, but like West Ham, not too long ago, she, I thought she was dreadful that game, but she's, mm. she's shown a form a bit again. Um, so she's on a game, brilliant. Obviously, we've got a, we haven't got a left back, we've got a right back playing left back. Left we've, got, back. Um, we've got a centre back playing right back. Um, we've got Millie Turner, who played the last 90 minutes, but the game before that, she um, was out injured for the first time, first minute she's missed. So is she fully fit? We've got Abby McManus, who for me, it's having a bit of dip in form at the moment, um, not clearing things and letting things bounce and stuff like that. Midfield, um, Zellum, she, she has good good and bad games. Um, Hayley Ladd, I think she's been consistently good. I think she's, a, you know, the one. Um, Jackie Gronin in the middle, once again, I think she's consistently good or bad. It's not, the, you know, either good or bad. It's not one or the other. It's... it's to be honest, I'd, I've been a bit disappointed with her, but I can see the potential in her. And then the wingers, obviously, Leah Galton, who's been tremendous. But she looks worn out. She looks like she's been doing 100 metre sprints every day, like Usain Bolt training, and absolutely knackered. And um, Kirsty Hansen's really stepped up. Um, her level's just gone through the roof compared to last season. And um, I know she's working harder and playing better football and really putting everything into it. But she looks tired sometimes because she puts up much work in. Um, Lauren James, great, great player, but sometimes a bit inconsistent with her decision-making. But that's due to age. It's just one of them things. Um, yeah. used to be quite frustrating, but I think she's cut some of that out. But she still does certain things, like when to pass and when to shoot. It's just okay. that things. Strikers-wise, Jane Ross, not scoring. You know, she's not this... 20 goals player is she it doesn't look like that this, this time maybe it will be in the future but at this moment in time it's not happening and um, Jessica who's probably our best striker is not playing up front she's playing on the wing when she's when she's playing so all in all is is this team at this very moment good enough to beat City probably not but can we beat City yeah it's possible yeah you know the the derby any derby you know the the, the kind of percentages in terms of common sense thinking goes out the window. It's all about who does best on the day, the individual battles that are won uh, on the pitch between whoever's playing. You know, both sets of players will definitely have 
in their mind that this is necessarily um, the do or die version of the game that they've played so far. It's one all in terms of games. Obviously, there are more derbies to come because, you know, it's just the way this is going to be this season. That they, they want to pit both Manchester clubs against one another. Um, I, for me, in terms of the players that have, that have stood out, you know, obviously I've got to give a shout out to Martha Harris, the right back, who's playing left back. Listen, she, I'll, I'll, I'll say she's doing a great job there, but I'd rather have a proper left back. Yeah, well, you know. I'd rather have the left back of last season, really. Well, let's, well yes, who knows what happens in the, in, in the future in terms of her possible reappearance in, in the WSL or at Manchester United. But, you know, like I said, for Martha Harris, she has to get a shout out in terms of playing out of position. You know, for me, out of the five players, definitely who have stood out for me does a very simple job, doesn't get the praise, doesn't get the glory from the fans necessarily. Hayley Ladd, who for me plays like she's two players in one, really important job that she does. You know, and a lot of the um, attention has gone to Jackie Gronin. Um, I hope I've said that, Jackie Grunin or Jackie. Let's get that correct before I'm told off. Um, in terms of what she could add to the team. And, you know, I, it could be, you know, the, the post-World Cup drag where players are dipping form. Uh, she hasn't hit the heights, I would expect, in terms of goals. But maybe that wasn't necessarily going to be part of her game. It was more probably about the her application, uh, trying to get around the, the opposition and unsettle them, pretty much like Hayley Ladd, but further forward in doing that role. So, you know... It will be a very interesting game for between, in between both teams, but also in terms of Manchester United, in terms of the players that have stood out. Hayley Ladd, definitely. But there is a, there's a little bit of disappointment from me about Jackie Gronin not necessarily getting in on the goal act. Lauren James is a phenomenon in terms of her age, what she can do with the ball. She's unpredictable. She has the ability to go either way. Great close control, can shoot from any angle. It's definite goal threat, but the likelihood of her being the sole kind of saviour for this kind of this current Manchester United team is is a bit of a stretch. And I'm like you, and we've talked about it before, Jess Sigsworth, you know, top scorer from last season, not even getting anywhere near being picked on a regular basis in terms of um, the league games, you know. And when she does come in, she's kind of playing on the right-hand side. Um, surely that kind of must frustrate you as it does me. Of course it does. I mean, like you say, she was our top goal scorer last season. I think she was top goal scorer in the league as well. I'm not. Don't call me on that, but I think she was. Sure, not probably. There's someone that Shane. Where are you? Yeah. Yes, Shane said. But, um, yeah, I know this is obviously a step up in this Super League, but when she has played there, she has scored goals. I mean, she got one last game. I know it was from a corner, but she was there. Yeah. Maybe she wouldn't have been right there if she was one playing down the centre. Yeah. Um, She'd have been taking the corner. Make possibly, but it's 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 just frustrating to see. And another thing is obviously Jane Ross isn't shooting in all cylinders, and she's got a couple of goals, but she's obviously nothing to be excited about. But I've not seen them two play up front together either, and that's and they're quite frustrating. Just a, a different way of playing because the trouble is with United would be very very predictable. You could no uh, plan no plan B. A team City will set up knowing what we're going to play. I mean, most people will know, really, the kind of formation we're going to play, the players that are going to be there. Um, the only wild card, really, is obviously the news that we've got that Amy Palmer's back and obviously she may feature. Um, they've maybe not really looked at her and not what she can do. 
But hopefully she'll get a bit of game time because um, obviously I've seen her, I think, seven times this season for Sheffield. Score, saw her so, so score two wonderful goals. Um, one against uh, Coventry, which was an unbelievable strike. And then one for the edge of the box, which is another great goal from uh, Leicester away. So hopefully um, she can be a bit of a catalyst, really, for United. Because I do think that she could really, really... Um, be one of our main players for the second half of the season and if she's involved tomorrow I think um, she could do a job. She could do a job I mean uh, before we jump into Amy's return and, and what she could and couldn't possibly do in terms of games with regards to the Derby prediction in terms of score where do you see this game going will it be a, a, a red city victory or a blue city victory who knows who knows? It could be, like I say, it could be 4 0 to City. Could be that would be very City. scary. Could be a draw, go to extra time. Who, know, who knows? Honestly, I really don't know. Yeah, that would be quite scary if it were, if it were a, a, a 4 0 Manchester City victory, especially with it being on television, which is where I will be watching it from the comfort of my lovely sofa and a, a nice cup of cocoa and. A, a Jaffa gig or two. <laughs> you can't get to every game. Well, you can. Well, I, I have. Well, you live in Manchester. What, what, yeah, well, well, the away games aren't in Manchester. That's true. Let's move on swiftly. Um, so, yeah, in terms of prediction, I'm, I'm going to go with a, a Manchester United win. I'm hoping uh, uh, definitely for um, a good game. Um, an entertaining game, lots of, of um, skill on, on show. Uh, and I'm hoping for a Jane Ross goal, to be fair, because, uh, you know, questions are coming in. And I, 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 from my point of view, she's a, a confidence player. Um, she hasn't had uh, the rub of the green in terms of the chances coming frequently, but also the goals when the fans expect. And, and, and I believe that she probably needs to play alongside someone as well in terms of a a strike partner, which is something that Manchester City are doing, you know, uh, or have been doing so far in 2020. And uh, there are, there's another team in the top three who, who have purchased a, a, a top class striker who are now playing two up top as well. So, you know, when you've got to two uh, teams out of the top three with two strikers up front, you then kind of look at the kind of bigger picture as to how... You know, this might be the way forward in the women's game where you're not just having one and trying to pack out the midfield or just go for when you, you need to kind of control the game from the very beginning and uh, have the defenders, you know, and the opposition being kept busy from, from the get-go. And I know for a start, uh, whoever's playing in the back line for Manchester United, whether it's Millie Turner, whether it's McManus, whether it's Amy Turner that comes in and there's a we shuffle. All, we all know what it's going to be. It's going to be Harris, McManus. Yeah. Turner and yeah. um, Amy Turner. Yeah, if they only did a lottery, a lot, you know, you know, pick your lucky lottery team selection, you know, we'd win every week, really, wouldn't we? Because you would know, we would literally walk in smiling and go, I'll have that thing. You know, it's, 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 it's a given. Um, what I will say is, Casey's talked about complacency uh, recently and, you know, because we've discussed in terms of the personnel that we could pick the team, in, that in itself brings about a level of complacency because they know they're going to get a game. So, no, there's not a challenge. Yeah, and it also 
benefits the opposition as well because they can do the training for the week, set up to know how they, what team they're going to play against and what positions and how to exploit that. Um, don't get me wrong, I mean, if the team's winning every week, you'd play the same team because obviously you're winning every week. But um, we're just not playing great at the moment. I just think change it up a little bit. And I think that's probably why we'll obviously talk about it in a bit is um, Palmer's been brought back. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to pose this question, right? And it might be just pie in the sky. If, if Ella Toon hadn't been red carded, would Amy have returned? I think she would have, yeah. You, do you honestly believe she would have returned? Yeah, I think she would have yeah. because not to be, I mean, I don't like being overcritical, but obviously Zellum's captain, she puts in a good shift, but she's not always consistent. Same with Jackie. Sometimes I look at her and think, you know, some of the balls she plays and I think, right, that's that's the player we bore. And other times I just think, you know, that that's just chalk and cheese. Some of the performances. Um, obviously, the lad's going to stay in the team because she's just yeah, she she's consistent. Yeah. So them two, I don't think um, Zeland will be dropped because um, captain and she does, you know, set pieces and stuff. We need her for that. But um, I just think Jackie's just a, a player that is guaranteed a spot and I don't think it's deserved at the moment. I think this should be someone, she should be fighting for a place because she's just not performing to, the, to her best ability. And I think if someone like Palmer came in, I think it would change it completely. Really? Maybe. maybe oh, that... But I think... I, I personally, I'd have um, lad, lad, part, I'd, I'd move Zellum into uh, a bit further forward, and then I'd have Amy behind her. And I just think, he, you know, she can ping balls, she can shoot from outside the box. Um, I, even she, I think she could take take the corners and stuff. Uh, I just think um, it'll it'll just make the players think, right? There's another player there who can take my spot. I'm not going to allow this. I need to start performing a bit better. And I think that's what we need. Do you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, listening to what you said there, I, I understand it totally. You know, Amy coming back, she's going to pose a challenge. What does that say about the other players that were already there that weren't necessarily getting game time? What does that well, say about them? Different type of players. Obviously, um, Molly Green's gone out on loan to Sheffield, but she just wasn't performing. It just wasn't happening for her this season. She was brilliant last season, wasn't working this season. Obviously, she had a couple of games. I saw her, the under-21s away at City. And it won't be working there. So I think alone is the best thing for her because she's going to have to play consistently and probably get her confidence back and get to that playing ability. Um, Ella Toon's completely different to Amy Turner. Um, not Amy Turner, Amy Palmer, sorry. Um, I think Zell, oh, she's just different to everything we've got. She's someone who can ping a ball, she can shoot, she can do this, and it's just something different. You know, if you brought her on, and it's, for example, say like we started the game, it's nil nil, half time need a change you bring her on it's something different if you bring someone else on it's more or less the same yeah do you know what I you know Ella Toon obviously she's a different player she will be missed obviously, yeah obviously she's gonna she's got a three match ban at the moment yeah well. she she will be missed she does have goals in her locker we know that uh, she yeah, is just a, a quick question obviously we've got the game did you see what happened with the red card because I believe once there'd been a bit of a collision, there was a reaction from the player and then Ella reacted. And I think because the referee saw the latter, it was a red card. And obviously right. it was kind of necess wasn't necessarily picked up by the cameras, but you could see from the challenge that came in what would have happened afterwards. And you just thought, hold right. on a minute, she's kind of, just, she, she must have reacted because they did get to her really, really quickly. 
Right, because he was just on the other side of the pitch, and with the fog, it was just... Yeah. Oh, the fog. Yeah. I almost took out my light. I thought I was at a Prince concert. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, at one point, the ball was... In the first half, before they used the um, yellow ball, they were using the white one. It was right in the far corner. Couldn't see it. And, so and didn't even know what was happening. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I suppose that's how Jess scored her goal, because I'm sure the goalkeeper couldn't see anything. The ball came in. Possibly. It fell out of feet, and then she just... Yeah, she couldn't well, see though. it. She, honestly. She if there was a horror film based around football, they could have filmed it during that game because no it's one knew be, what was going on. It needs to be a bit darker though. Well, I don't know. You know, I've seen some horror films look at that. I mean, it did have that kind of eerie feel. And I thought something was wrong with my phone. I cleaned the screen. Started, I did. I thought I'm starting the player again. And I thought, oh no. Someone's turned out the lights at the LSV. I've not paid the bill. You know, get the torches out. Mobile shows, phone light. I'll tell you though, it shows you the difference when the players are playing. You know, you think it was foggy when yeah. um, when they were playing. The moment they came off the pitch, it just went even worse. Did <laughs> so they were moving the fog around. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, you're right. You know, it, let's be honest. With Amy returning, right, which is a really good thing. She's she had a really good loan spell at Sheffield United. That that in itself has been announced. Transfer window closing. Manchester United, and I'm saying it now, Manchester United, the umbrella Manchester United, need good PR. They need good press. You know, signing on transfer deadline day, returning from alone, and 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 there not being any other new players coming in has to be seen as positive PR for Manchester United. I'm not talking just about Manchester United women. I'm talking about Manchester United. I disagree with that. I think she brought back because they need her. And you got to remember, last season she had a few few games. Um, one obviously one she didn't play too well and got taken off, but the other game she did well, uh, especially like Hyde, um, when we played at Hyde against London Bees in the cup. I think that was FA yeah. Cup as well. Yeah. Um, she played really really well, pinging balls all over the place. But what you got to remember when she played for us last season, she played more or less centre back, mm. and she's not a centre back. She went to Sheffield on loan and she'd been playing in a proper position. I mean, I saw her last season at St George's Park play for England, and she in playing in a proper midfield position looked great. This season for um, Sheffield, she's looked amazing, just in 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 the in a proper position playing her there, and it's no coincidence that we're probably weakest at in midfield at the moment, and they brought her back. Yeah, it's really strange that you said that Manchester United are weak in midfield, considering the number of players that they have in midfield or had I, well, I going out. I, I don't think we're weak. I think we've got the players there, but they're just not performing at the moment, and that, I don't think that's down to lack of effort. I just just not working out at the moment. Yeah, you know. Um... It, it, for me, kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure she's going to come back and necessarily make that much of a difference in terms of, of the team selection. We've seen Casey pick the same team, you know, fully games. She has a way that she wants to set up. For me, there's no plan B. There's no alternative. It's either one in, one out in that particular position. Let me let me pose a question to you. To you. Say like um, Aston Villa. There's someone in, in midfield at Aston Villa. Um, scoring goals, getting assists, playing really well, and we signed them on deadline day. Would you then think, well, we signed them so they'll play in the midfield? Yes, you would. But So why is that any different then to bringing her back? Because he could have easily left her at Sheffield for the rest of the season. That No, that is very, very true. But what, the, what I have in my mind is that human beings are cyclical creatures. We do the same thing, but slightly different degrees. Casey has played her primarily as a centre-back. It would be very no. I'm just. But you got to remember. It'd be very difficult for Casey to change her thinking. 
what you got to remember with her as well is that she's obviously she's been at Sheffield. I think they only train one day a week. Yeah. Every other day she's been training with United. So Casey's been watching and seeing how she's playing, and um, she'll be playing in the, you know the, I don't know the, the games the behind club not behind clubs you know the training games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she'll be playing her in midfield because that's how she's playing in she- for Sheffield. You know to keep her going, and it's no coincidence that she's playing well and they brought her back. Um, I mean. When I saw the news today, I was I was shocked, but I was I was happy about it because I've been fortunate enough to watch her this season, um, like I say, seven times. I think that's you know eight eight or nine times this season. But it's um, she's a great player, honestly, really is a good player, and it just shows you how our midfield last season was different. You know, obviously, it's a, the competition wasn't as good as it is now, um, that she couldn't get in that team. But obviously, yeah. she's a year older now, and um, yeah, she's playing brilliantly. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not doubting her ability. I'm just thinking, you know, you you play in a position previously for a manager. You come back from loan, and the manager says, you know what, I want to put you in the same position I put you in before, because that's what I know. I, I just, I just feel she won't get last season. She won't get in games, and there was a period where she needed a centre back, so she used her as a centre back. Yeah. Whereas this season, she can see she's a midfielder, and she'll play in midfield. I think. Well, that, well, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Definitely. Now. You know, that in itself is a transfer. Back in the summer, all of the Manchester United fans, the Manchester United women fans, should I say, were giddy as hell, like kids in a sweet shop, had five signings coming in. And yes, we were, David. You were. Well, you might have been. I was. You were. Well, let's rewind the clock. I don't think I will. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. With our signings, um, I was more gutted than anything. Ebony go in. I was good about that because I was fortunate to see her uh, play yeah. for England and play for our development team and Sheffield last season. Yeah. And I thought she was a great striker. So it was gutted that when she went, Hartley the same. Yeah. Seen her for England, saw her for Sheffield. Um, saw her when she played for us. I thought proper centre-back, we should have kept her. Um, Devlin, to be honest, I thought she played well last season, but I want to fuss when she went. Um, Alex obviously going, that was you know awful. That because was the she one. Was, because she was our best player by a mile, and yeah. we, let, we let our best player go. The players we got in, we got Lotter in for Alex, who we got from the second division of Sweden. So is she really proven? Is the second division of you know um, Haley Ladd, who I heard great things about, and she's really she's been the one really has been our yeah. best signing. Jane Ross, who we've got in as this big striker, but she's no she wants Ellen White. She's not you know these type of she's not Beth England. Yeah. Um, well, Jackie Gronin. Now, that, this is one for me. I was just patient with her, thinking, wait and see, because I've only ever saw her from the games, all the Holland games in the World Cup. So I was just just wait and see what she does. So, you know, I didn't think she played particularly great in the World Cup. I know she got the goal that got us, uh, got us them into the, um, yeah, the final of the World Dutch. Cup. But um, yeah, great goal that was. But all around performances, I just thought she was just okay and. Everyone's going, no, no, she's this world-class player, going to do this, going to do that. And but I've maybe been proven right that wait and see, because to be honest, she's had bits and bobs where she's looked good, but she's looked a bit, a bit average sometimes. And yeah. that's, like I say before, that's not down to effort. I just think it's just not working out some, at the moment. But hopefully that will change. You know, she'll get a bit of momentum and she'll turn into this player that everyone hopes she is. Yeah, well, this is the bit for me. I think sometimes you can have a bit of World Cup fatigue, major major tournament. You come back, you train hard to impress your new team. 
uh, things don't go to plan. You know, you, sometimes you can try too hard. Uh, maybe Amy returning takes the pressure off her. She might have to be on the bench for a bit. Watch Amy well, play. Well, that's the thing that I think bringing Amy back as well is going to motivate the other midfielders because they're surely they don't want to be on the bench. They'll want to be playing every game, and they'll be thinking, "Well, why is she taking my spot? I'm, I'm making work a bit harder and making more motivated to be that player they are." So I think that's a good thing because you know fighting for a position makes the players play better than what they are. Yeah, you know that. Well, there you go. You have to fight for your position, definitely, indeed. Do you see this current team challenging for the top three? No, no, not the way. I mean, start of the season, obviously the City game. I thought we did really well. We could have won that game. Arsenal, they they were the better team. And then we had a run look really, really good. And I predicted as long as we stay in the league, I'd be happy. And then and I think before the season said, you know, yeah. mid-table, I'd be happy. But I really thought, actually, we're, we're looking good here. Yeah. You know, if we carry on we carry on going, we could do something. But it's just, since since the Birmingham game, we've just looked ordinary. And, yeah. um, Post-Christmas. If we carry on playing the way we are, no chance. But if, we never know. We might start getting better again. So I need to yeah. get a drink. You need to get a drink. Get a drink. You get a drink. I'll get a drink. There you go, <coughs> Sorry, but yeah. Tough work, I, this is, boys. Yeah. Boys and girls, tough work. I just think that if we can get a run like we did at the start of um, start of the season, and um, maybe other teams dropping form, possibly we could do it. But at the moment in time, if we carry on like we are, there's no chance. No chance. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. Like I say, I've travelled uh, all around London, like the uh, red bus touring the city, uh, watching Spurs play City. Um, the Arsenal-Chelsea game, which was an absolute sellout and, and a really good vibe as well. Didn't have to be in a big stadium. Oh, you, got a you got a ticket for that, yeah. I got a ticket, yeah. It was the Kermidamar show. These poor actual Arsenal and Chelsea fans outside without tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, snooze you lose. Exactly. <laughs> snooze you lose. Um uh, So, yeah, went down to watch that game and also been down to Kings Meadow and watched... Um, Chelsea play Bristol City, which was good for the first 25 minutes until Chelsea well, Ebony, just kind of, Ebony scored. Ebony scored. You just thought, yeah. go on, get in. But, but it's um, funny, <laughs> you know, it's a shame, really, because I talked about Ebony before. You can see when you see plays, yeah. see the goal scorer. She is and a goal scorer. And we, a player that we could have had this season. Well, what, what I will say is that, you know, she's loved by the Bristol City fans. They, they appreciate what they've got down there in terms of her as a player. They know she's young. They know that she's, you know, at that point in the game where she's still learning her craft. But she she did really well within the game. Uh, and to be fair, Bristol did do well in that game. But um, talking about the top three teams, you know, I can see from what I've seen of Chelsea, um, Arsenal obviously had a wobble because the last game. And, and what I've seen of Manchester City, those two teams primarily have kind of got what it takes in terms of they've gone up a notch and they've changed what they did at the beginning where they were playing a single striker up front. They now have got two strikers up front for both of them. So it could be a, a signal to the others that they're going to change the way they play and uh, all of the other teams will have to then adapt to that because it's going to be a really, it's going to be an uphill battle for the rest of the season to even try and get into the top three. This is not to say that Manchester United's season has been a disappointment. It has not. It has been really, of course not. Of really course not. good. 
But what you got to remember as well is that um, there's another team not too far from Manchester who have bought a lot of players in yeah. and have had great recruitment, and that's down probably down to our ex-assistant. And um, they've got some great, great players now. They're going to be moving yeah. closer to Liverpool. They're going to have a bigger crowd, and which means that players are going to play a bit better when they've got a bit of a crowd, you know, with the 12th man thing. But we've got to really worry about them in a way because I think Willie Kirk at Everton is doing brilliantly and um, mm-hmm. the players he's brought in are just... Yeah. They are signing some of them. Yeah, they are, they are going to be... Are. If, if, they're, if they're not a force to be reckoned with this season, next season, I think they really will be. They were, do you know something? You, you, obviously, you look at other players and, and, you know, Chloe Kelly at Everton, you, I'm looking yeah, at a great player. really good player. Really good player. And you just think... When, when we played him at, um, at Southport, obviously, we, we were the better team by a mile. Yeah. He really, really stood out. Yeah. Um, and there are other there are other really good players in all of the other teams and, you know, just on the day. And for me, it's been great to go and watch those players live uh, instead of just being on the FA player. But, um, you know, in terms of Manchester United season, I'm going to say it's been a success. I'm going to say it's exceeded what we thought. I'm going to say... I mean, I, totally. It, if we, it's if, it's if, going if to be if great for the now, rest of the year. Yeah. If it's now, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Because I think this is this was never the season to challenge for the Champions League and things like that. It, it was getting in the Super League, getting settled in, and then we'll work on it next season. Yeah. So uh, even though we're being a bit critical of how we played recently, it's, it's a learning curve. Yeah. But there is fans out there who expected us to be challenging for the league and stuff, and <laughs> just got to be realistic. I, the only reason why I'm probably being critical is because it's how much you enjoy watching the team. And yeah. it's um, obviously what you just want them to do well every week because it's great. great. And I'm not comparing what we did last season. I'm not saying, oh, well, we're winning six or seven nil this game. You know, we should be winning. I'm not thinking that at all. For me, I'd. I do, well, I do mind if we lose. But if we do lose, I just want that performance there. I just want us to look as if we we, we, we could have got something from it. Yeah, and you know something? Sometimes you do... To lose a game of football doesn't necessarily mean that the team has played badly. They just... It's not been their day. Yeah, it's just exactly. Not, you know, it's exactly. not their day. It's just... It's what happens. And sometimes great teams lose. Of you know, and that's, and that's what happens. So, you know... Um, I would. I'm not happy in in the sense that I, I will say I'm not happy. I'm happy with the sense that they have done very well so far. I'm not necessarily trying to expect anything other than you know sustained a sustained position in terms of well, where the, they the, are. The only difference is, Rodney, would you say if they carried on playing the way they are, you'd be happy with with the or well, they do need to set the game up at the moment. Well, well, well this is again this this comes back to what we discussed earlier in terms of the complacency of the, the, the yeah. players and you know you have in your mindset you've got oh we're gonna play a top three team we need to raise our game. Every game should be a challenge. Every game. Every game it doesn't matter who that is and I think for me as as much as when you compare the the um the Bristol City defeat to the West Ham defeat did West Ham defeat hurt more because of the timing of the goal. The Bristol City defeat was shock. That was what it was because there were so many chances in that game. But you got to remember that the two games, for me, the two games are similar in the fact that we were dreadful in both games. Dreadful. Um, the only shining light really was when um, Evan, um, Evan, Lauren James came, came on and got that goal. We um, thought we were back in it and things, but we, we had a dreadful performance that game. And I think Bristol, the same, we were dreadful. We were only like the fast, last five or ten minutes where we thought, Christ, we need to get some out of this, but it never came, but we went for it. We just, It's just that, I don't know what it is. It's like, 
I feel sorry for Casey in a way where she hasn't got the option to change it really. It's like for like rather than something to change it up. Yeah, I say no plan B. No yeah, plan B, you know, and you so. got to remember, especially the West Ham game. Like um, I've been, I thought Mary's been brilliant this season, but yeah. she had a shocker that game. She had a real yeah. shocker. It's like I say, sometimes you have bad. You know, a team collectively can have a bad performance. Of course, it's a, listen, it's a, it's allowed. But if you're having three in a row, I don't get me wrong. I think it's the two wins, the past two wins against um, Tottenham and and Brighton, really papering the cracks a little because. Their performances weren't good enough. Yeah. Their, yeah. their performances are on par with the Bristol one for me. Oh, God. Scoring goals. Well, I think we should stop there when you say that because we know what's coming up. This, the, the derby. Yeah, I don't want it to be... It'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Well, no, well, the thing is, like, I think the players will be really up for this and they know that they can beat City. I know there's a, some of the players are different for City, but it's, we've, yeah. we've already beaten this season. So they know they can do it. So yeah. I think they'll be up for it. They will. They will be up for it. The fans will be up for it. You will be up for it. I'll be up in my chair watching it. Um, I'm hoping to get to a game soon uh, at the LSV. You know. You know. Uh, you know. With with um, Everton moving closer to Liverpool, could it be a trend? Could could Manchester United move closer to Manchester instead of being in Wigan? No. No, not a chance. You got to remember they've been using that place for a while now. The under twenty threes play there. The under twenty ones before the under twenty threes were playing there. And what you got to say about Lee? It is good. The stadium's good. The facilities are good. They got the training there. Yeah. Um, the pitch is great. You know, you never have a game called off there because it's it's every you've got everything you need apart from it's miles away and it's a pain in the backside. <laughs> Miles away. Oh God! You know what? It's in a. It's almost in Europe. That's how far away it is. You know, I could be in France quicker than it would take for me to get to the LSV, and that's a fact. Yeah. 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 Right. I can see you getting a message. Before we wrap this up, um, I'm going to ask you if you could change one thing um, in this uh, current Manchester United team. What would it be? Just um, if the trouble is, I'd like a, I'd like the team to experiment a bit. But when can you do that? Maybe if we got um, if we did win this game and we get a championship team, maybe can we experiment a bit there? Because um, I'd like to see like two up front at some point. I'd like to see Jess get a proper run down the mm-hmm. middle. Um, but the trouble is, every game's a tough game, so you can't really experiment at the moment unless you've got like. Um, the only thing they could possibly do is when there's like a bit of an international break, the players who aren't playing internationally could have a friendly against Bianca Lutzor's friendly against someone and just try a few things out. Yeah. But you can't really do it because if they, they experimented during the City game and get hammered, obviously it's not going to look good, is it? So that, right. that's the only problem. I would, like, I would like there to be, obviously like you, to, to see... Jess get her starting role as as a as a centre forward and not at wide. Uh, that would probably be the one thing I'd change. And if Jane Ross does start, that she needs to play alongside someone. But just before we go, this has just literally arrived in my mind. It's a troublesome, troublesome um, question from myself. Uh, obviously, with the LSV being outside of Manchester, uh, people will dislike me for this question. Would you 
how would you feel if uh, Manchester United women had to ground share with Manchester City women at their ground? It wouldn't happen, would it? I mean, <laughs> just a stupid hypothetical question. It's, it's like part of, it's part of the Etihad campus. It's not like it's own individual stadium. Well, it is, but it's part of the Etihad. So, no, it's never happened in a million years. What, what should happen is United should get, get the, some money, get the checkbook out and build a little stadium near Old Trafford. Yeah, right. Well, and that, and that in itself will never happen. Yeah. All right, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say thank you very much, David, for that one. I love that one. It'll never happen. Right. So that, what's what's that? Two. We've done two podcasts in. <laughs> one of them, no one will ever see. No one will ever see. <laughs> we'll never see. Oh, yeah, that's the funniest thing. All right, David, uh, I'm going to say thanks for joining. Please, everyone, can you leave a like, a share the podcast and your comment and your questions to me at Rodney underscore Cyrus with a C. And David, you are on social media. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube slash David Pritt, where I do a weekly video just updating the games I've been to. You might enjoy it, might not, but give it a watch if you want to see what it's about. Um, Instagram's the same, at David Pritt. Um, Twitter's at David J. Pritt because somebody else has got David Pritt who doesn't tweet, doesn't like anything, doesn't follow anyone. You know, come on, let me have it. You should ask him to follow Manchester United and tweet on your behalf. You should actually send him direct messages and go, look. So, yeah, so my, twi- so my Twitter, just, instead of being David Pritt, is David J. Pritt. Just, just to say, but just how, tweet this out. Well, everyone watch it. How David, at David Pritt on Twitter and tell to give his account up. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to say thanks for watching and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Where's that button?